Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Well, here we are. Welcome to church in 2023. So good to see you guys here. And I hope that everyone enjoyed some sort of break over the last few weeks. I enjoy holidays, but I really do look forward to coming back into God's presence and being with his family, our church family, and being together to hear what the Holy Spirit's going to say to us for this year. And we want to start the year right. We want to be on the right track. And one of the important things that I believe in doing that is to start right, you need to end right. Now, 2022 was a challenging year for many reasons, right? We can just wipe our hands of it all, or we can take some time to reflect. And that's actually a very powerful tool to grow as a person in all areas of our life. To look over your 2022 diary, if you had something like that, back over the past year, and to say, it seems to be a bit of a theme, is what are you thankful for? What are some of the good things that happened? It might be as simple as I'm still alive, I'm breathing. I have a church family to support me, a loving God that created me and designed me for a purpose. I live in Perth, so I'm in the top 5% of the world's wealth. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? We sometimes think we're lacking, but we're so blessed. We have a roof over our head and foods in our body, and we like to think of some of the highlights that we had last year. We had um, our son got married. We had um, a friend's kids that got married. We had people in our church who got married, like yeah. Jess and Chris, which was so special. Um, and we had a new granddaughter. <laughs> we got to travel. I got to go to the C3 Pastors Conference, which I hadn't been to in a few years. Had an awesome time. Incredible COVID uh, super spreader event, but I didn't care. <laughs> I was sleeping off the next week. But just so good to be able to do some of those things. Again, I had long service leave, so we just took little bits of holidays all over the place. So it's going to be hard going back to just your normal, you know, a few, couple of weeks, but I'm sure I'll push through. We also had our kids, some of our kids get promotions, which was amazing. And Steve got a new slash different job, which is good. So lots of good things, but we can also look at the grief and lost some of those yucky things that occurred from losing loved ones to betrayal to health or financial challenges and relationships that were difficult or maybe still are. It's good to look at those and ask Holy Spirit to reveal if there's anything or anyone that we need to forgive, release, something to let go of, repent from, anything that we need to make right. And reflect, where was God in those situations? What did you learn from them? How did you grow through these experiences? What is he calling for you to let go? Who is he calling you to forgive? We call to forgive everyone for everything. Oh, that's hard. It's not a coincidence that when Jesus showed the disciples how to pray the Lord's Prayer, that it has a substantial section dedicated to daily searching our heart and dealing with forgiveness. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
We've got a beautiful printed copy of the Lord's Prayer that if you're here today and you want to take that home with you in the frame, we'd love you to do that. It's such a powerful prayer to pray. And as I said, this is daily that we're encouraged to forgive and we are forgiven. And we need to receive forgiveness and we need to give forgiveness. Mark 11, 25, 26 says, When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. So that, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. It's challenging because we must do one to get the other. Very black and white. I tried to work my way around, but what about this? Are there any exceptions? Nothing, I'm afraid. <laughs> and unforgiveness and offence are the most common reasons why people leave God, move away from him, and even move away from his church. The enemy has a very clever strategy in this area. But we need to be aware of his devices and schemes and not let him get a stronghold in any of these. Yeah. If you need to make peace in a relationship, come and see us and we'd love to give you some wisdom and godly counsel to walk you through some good ways to do that. We're passionate about people having good relationships. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we don't have boundaries. We just let anyone into our precious place in our heart. We guard it. And we pray for discernment for how we deal with those challenging scenarios. Make a time for some prayer ministry. It's invaluable. Allowing Holy Spirit to move and touch on those areas and bring healing. Do something practical and symbolic. It may be take a walk on the beach and with a stick, just write down some of those things from 2022 that you want to release and watch the tide wash it away. Write down what you want to release and have a mini bonfire throwing the paper in when you do it. Just don't do it on a on a fire band day in Perth because that have its own consequences. <laughs> be very safe. But as we come into a new year, we know there'll be new challenges. First Peter 1, 6, 7 says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come, so the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. And it's difficult at times to be thankful for these things, but it's such a key in our walk with the Lord. We know it's only through pressure and trials that we grow more and more into Christ's image. 2023 will have sunshine and it will still have storms. But we know that God will take us through it. He will be with us and he's given Holy Spirit who will never leave us, never forsake us. He comforts, he guides, he challenges us, he leads us, he protects us, teaches us. And we know that God has begun a good work in you and he will complete it. This is part of the way that he does that. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the future holds, Run to God. Run into his presence. Don't run away from it. I say this all the time and it just breaks my heart when I see people not doing this. As we let go of the past spiritually, it's also good to declutter in the natural. Maybe it's a drawer or a cupboard. Oh, one of them is springing to mind for me right now. <laughs> Maybe it's some clothes that don't fit or you just don't wear anymore. Some ornaments or possessions around the house. Some old emails. Clear your old emails. All your text messages that you're done with. Get rid of them. Clear your phone. Yeah. Delete photos that have been doubled up or you don't need. 
It clears your mind and also helps with time management. Have a place for everything in your home so you know where it is. You know, it's good to have a diary get organised or something that works for you. Purpose to be early, not late. Build time into your day so that you don't then get stressed, flustered, rushed. Because this robs your peace and actually affects your physical mind and your mental health. I don't like being late, and if I haven't built enough time, and I am for whatever reason, because there's a traffic jam or I've misjudged how long something's going to take, I do. I feel that stress, and then I'm agitated, and then I'm not as engaged in what I need to be in. So it's important that we look after that. We have to look after our soul, because the Bible tells us to. He wants us to prosper as your soul prospers. It says in three John one and two. In the, this is the Passion version. Beloved friend. I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. So maybe you need to grow in some areas. Choose to do a course, something like Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which helps identify areas of your soul and spirit that need some healing and some strengthening. We are offering to that to some QB people throughout this year, so keep an ear out for that if that's something that you think would be worthwhile. I can tell you now it is something that would be worthwhile, but <laughs> you need to want to do that. Work on developing your relational skills. Do you just tell your stories when you're with other people? Do you interrupt? Is your conversation always negative about the drama in your life or your health? Here's some practical tips. Every day, Think about who you may come across today. How can you show interest and care in them? Prepare some questions to ask to stimulate conversation. I still do this. I think, right, I'm going into the office today. I'm going to see this person. Oh, Andrew Jenkins, I think he was playing golf. I'll ask him how his golf game went last week. And I prepare ahead what I'm going to ask people about and show an interest. It could be as simple for you today. How was your Christmas break? Asking someone. When walking away after a conversation, think, what did I learn about them today? Their life. And maybe even ask, take it a step further and ask Holy Spirit, is there something that you want me to respond in some way about that? Might be as small as sending them an encouraging text or something, responding to help in some way, just to show that you're caring. It's such our fleshly human nature to want to share our story because that interests us. (laughs) But God's way is to love God and love people, to consider them. As we start a new year, let's consider looking not only after our soul, but also the physical body that God has given us. We can be good stewards of it. What is one thing you can do or stop doing that will bring strengthening to you. Bring you that good health that the Apostle Paul is talking about here. Make some small changes that are manageable, realistic. It can be as simple as drinking more water or drinking less alcohol and soft drinks or caffeine. Reduce sugar, eat more veggies or fruit. Oh, that's (laughs) Don't snack. (laughs) Maybe these are just all ones that God's talked to me about. (laughs) Eat smaller servings each meal. Find an exercise that works for you, for your body in the season that you are in. It's different for everyone. 
Some people love walking. I do not enjoy that. Some people like swimming. For me, last year, I discovered I can perform Pilates is good for me because it's strengthening my body. I can see the difference in that and it's helping my general health. But you just pick a few things that are relevant to you. Ask God. He'll show you what it is. And pray and ask God to help you have the self-discipline for that. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit, so it's important that we allow him to develop that in us. Yes, to overcome addictions, but in all areas of our life. Anything that takes our focus, distracts us from Jesus, or is robbing us of time, relationships, health or finance. We're called to put Jesus in the centre and to take up the great commission that he gave us to be his disciples, dedicated followers him, and to make disciples, help others to walk in his ways too. So plan spiritual disciplines into your life. These strengthen your soul and your spirit. You get to plan the way you want to live, but only God gives you the power and energy for actual transformation. Why? Because God provides the three things you need to reach those goals and to change your life. You need God's spirit to empower you. This is going to be a big emphasis for us this year. You need God's help to make changes you can't make on your own. It's not based on willpower. It's based on God's power. It's not based on trying. It's based on asking and trusting. Zechariah 4, 6 says, You will not succeed by your own strength or by your own power, but by my spirit, says the Lord all-powerful. We also need God's word to guide us. The Bible is the Christian owner's manual for life. The more you read it, study it, memorise it, talk about it, meditate on, the more successful and fulfilled you're going to be in this life. When Joshua's given the dream of taking the people into the promised land, which was a goal that took him all his life, God spoke these words to him in Joshua 1.8. This book of the law, the Bible, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. It's okay to have these things, to (laughs) prosper in the way that God talks about and have success. The other thing is you need God's people to support you. Read the word together in small groups, courses, do devotionals together, to pray together, to share our prayer requests, have a prayer partner in our church prayer meetings to be part of those, to volunteer and serve together, to share meals and have fellowship, those social times together, building friendships and supporting one another, just like they did in the early church in Acts. Plan, but also allow for God's plan. They might surprise you. Pastor Jay shared at the Christmas service last year about Joseph and Mary having planned for their life, but God came along with a different one. (laughs) It was a very radical one, giving birth to the Son of God, baby Jesus, and then raising him. So pretty huge life change. But I love Mary's response. And do you remember she was only probably about 15 years old? Luke 1.37, For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Such a surrender to God and what he wanted to do in her life. Pray and make plans. 
but be open to ask God for a vision of how he would like to see your future, to make himself real. Uh, many years ago, um, Steve and I were praying. I was asking God for opportunities to make a difference, to be part of building his kingdom. And at the time I was teaching pre-primary one day weeks, so my kids were pretty little. And I felt that I needed to put that on hold. I actually went and, and resigned from that job and stepped out in faith. And in my mind, I didn't know what this was going to look like. Um, maybe God was going to call me to do women's ministry because I was always very passionate about that, still am. Then I had a call pretty soon after that from my pastor, who at the time was Jonathan Cody, and he asked me to come in for a meeting. And he asked me to pray about being the kids' church pastor and taking that on at Hepburn Heights and being on staff. Um, this is not what I was expecting. It wasn't my plan, and to be honest, I really didn't want to do it. <laughs> but we asked some godly people to pray, some friends of ours from another church. We couldn't tell them what it was, though. just had to pray. And they came back with a prophetic word and said, Nicole, you've been asking God for opportunities. They didn't know that been asking God for opportunities. And even though this looks different than what you expected, it's him. I'm like, hmm, okay. And the next day, one of my friends who's very prophetic, again from another church, rang me out of the blue. And she said, oh, I had this really intense dream about you last night. I wanted to share. I don't know what it means, but I want to share it with you. I said, oh, please do. <laughs> so she said, I had a, um, a vision of you. And she said, before you was this door, and it was ornate. And it was incredible, but you were reluctant to open it because it wasn't what you had pictured. And she said, but it was beautiful and in carpet. And she said, you walked through it, and as you did, then there were other doors before you. And one was very, like, feminine and girl in flowers, and one was this. And she described all, in Christmas, described all these things. She was, do you know what this is about? And I said, yes, this makes sense to me. <laughs> I can't explain it to you at the moment, but thank you for letting me know because it's a real confirmation. Awesome. So in the natural, even though I didn't want to do that, didn't look like how I had thought my plans were going to go, yeah. I went to a place of faith, which was stretching. And you know, it's challenging when we step out of our comfort zone and, and it's work. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just mean, oh, God's ordained, everything's really easy. It's work but it's fulfilling and it's building the kingdom of God. Amen. And it's one of the best things we did as a family, working in ministry together. And we loved having the opportunity to disciple kids and parents. And we learned many skills about lots of gifts, did <laughs> many things we'd never done before. Walking with God can and should be exciting adventure. And it's so rewarding, it really is, because he created us with a purpose and a plan and a passion. He gave us gifts and talents to use, not bury, because he wants us to live life to the full and he wants us to build his kingdom and bring others into his kingdom. Nothing worthwhile is a walk in the park, but there's also nothing like working in God's purposes, walking God's purposes through your life as he created you. So for me, I ventured from kids' ministry into kids' ministry, and it was an incredible time. And then as the, prof the prophetic dream declared, many more doors opened for me. So many different ways to serve God and his people, including launching a church campus. <laughs> and uh, definitely our years in kids' ministries really prepared and equipped us and skilled us for planning and leading a church. So God certainly knows what we need. 
You just need to trust him and step out in faith. We're so glad that we did it. And we're so glad Mary and Joseph did. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not on the same level, but anyway. God always gives me a word in season for QB every year. And my word or really more of a phrase for our church is this. It's a new and living way. Walk in it. So I know that comes from Hebrews. I don't understand the fullness of this and how it's going to look for 2023, I'll tell you now. But there's an excitement of what he's going to unpack as we dive into this. And I know that it involves stepping out and moving in faith and Holy Spirit empowerment, stretching and fruitfulness. And many of you know the prophet Vicki Simpson. She shared her word from God for this year and it certainly overlaps and confirms this for me. So I'll share more of that in future weeks. Last year, we had many messages encouraging us to seek first his kingdom. That's why Jesus came to earth. That's what he's called us to do. Yeah. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast of Hope from Pastor Eden and others. Yeah. Joy from Holly Wagner and from Pastor Danny and then others and how to find and keep true peace from a series that we did last year. If we want to start right in this new year, let's choose his joy. Let's purpose in our hearts to prioritise being in his presence. It says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Prioritise being with God and being with his people. Let's do what King David said. In, he's called a man after God's own heart, so that's a good one to follow. And he says in Psalm 100, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs, even if they're on a video screen. <laughs> know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. And praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And the message version says in verse 4, I love this. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise, thank him, worship him. Enter with the password, thank you. It's not all about us then, is it? It's looking at him. You know, setting up passwords for our computer accounts can be pretty tricky. Here's a meme I posted yesterday. Must contain, this for your password, at least eight characters, upper and lowercase letter, a symbol or number, a hieroglyph, a haiku, a musical note, a feather of a hawk and a drop of unicorn blood. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes, hey, doesn't it? It's like, how am I going to get all these things in? But it is much easier with God. Our password to enter his presence is just saying thank you and being grateful, praising him. Sometimes we need to frame and not think, I have to do this, but I get to do this. It can be in so many different areas of our life, including coming to the house of God. So many people would be blown away that they could actually come and fellowship with other yeah. Christians and be part of a church family. We can just sometimes take these things for granted. Yeah. It's not what I have to do, it's what I get to do. And we can enter into God's presence and let's do this more than ever this year. Start the year right as you mean to go. 
prioritise Jesus at, at the centre. And the phrase enter in implies a choice and a moving forward. We can enter into God's presence 24-7 because Jesus made a way on the cross. He took our place, he took our sin, and when he died, the veil in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom. This veil had almost been like restricting God's presence, and it was torn. It was like God was set free. <laughs> and Jesus was later resurrected, and when he returned to heaven on the day of Pentecost, he left Holy Spirit to be with us. He said, it's good for you that I go so Holy Spirit can come and be with you. We have access to enter in to God's presence whenever we choose. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.